man, I cannot read any of these numbers on Nintendo's recent financial report. I'm going to have to bring in Mr. Nintendo by numbers himself, Eric Zuch. And that means this week we've got another phone skit. How's it going, man? Yeah, good thanks, Eric. Just wondering if you want to come on the house of Mario this week. There's a heap of numbers in Nintendo's financial report I've got to go over, and I can't count past ten, so just wondering if you want to come on and help me out. Yeah, no worries. I can talk numbers with you. But first... Let me tell you about how. My life got twisted upside down. Mm-hmm. Now let me take a minute and just sit right there. I'll tell you how it became yep. the Nintendo by numbers of Bel Air. This guy seems pretty crazy. I think he's gonna fit right in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast, a part of the 8-Bit Collective, and the doors to episode 80 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me this week is Eric Zuch from Nintendo by Numbers. How you going, dude? Good, man. Bursting through the door. How is everyone? I hope you're all well. Um, It's a pleasure to be back and on again. Yeah, you haven't been on since episode 18. I went back and had a look. Wow, it's been that long, has it? Yeah, so, yeah, after episode 80 now, and you're on 18. Wow, okay, like, if if we take, like, your, uh, one week, I don't, that's almost a year, that is a year, isn't it? I don't know, don't do yeah, maths. <laughs> roughly, roughly, depending on how many, we put out, like, a couple of episodes one week, and none the other week, it's sort of hard to keep up. Yeah, it is, it gets <laughs> trouble to keep track of. Yeah, for those out there who don't know who you are, who, who are you, what do you do? Uh, okay, um, I hate this question. <laughs> I, I know, am, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tough question to answer. I am Eric Zuch. I do stuff on many platforms at the moment, and um, for the foreseeable future, it will be pretty much all YouTube type of stuff. Um, awesome. And I, I just, I cover basically almost exclusively Nintendo. I do dive into other stuff every now and then, but basically, uh, Nintendo is my passion, and that is what I cover. Awesome. Yeah, because I put, I put in Discord, uh, uh, if you have any questions for Eric, uh, write them in here, let me know. And some people are like, oh, who's Eric? I'm like, all oh, right, it's been a while since you're <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to start off the show by announcing that my co-host, Bryce DeWitt, he's had, he's had his child. Oh, congratulations, Bryce. Arthur James DeWitt was born last Thursday on the 31st, so congratulations to him, and he'll be back on the show when... Uh, when it, when he's fully grown, when he's eighteen, he'll be back <laughs> Arthur. <on the> show. <laughs> Arthur? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe maybe not uh, quite that long. But congratulations <laughs> to him. If you if you want to see a picture, uh, Bryce has put up uh, a picture on his Twitter and his uh, Facebook. I think, yeah, I don't know, whatever social media he has. Yeah, so he's at IV Revan. If you want to check that out. Um, so Eric, we've got a lot of Nintendo news to go through this week. Nintendo's financial report sort of dropped a lot of interesting stuff. So I guess we'll just jump into that. Alrighty, they always do drop heaps of like interesting stuff out of their financial things. It's like it sounds really boring, like financial. Who wants to know about financials? But Nintendo, they just like drop all the big information of this stuff. So I'm excited to jump through some of it. Mm. Uh, there's a fair bit of uh, mobile news, so we'll just we'll quickly go through that. So uh, these news articles are from my Nintendo news. So go and check their articles out if you want to see more. Uh, Dragalia Lost is coming to Canada, the UK, and Australia next uh, physical year. So, if you're looking forward to that game, I know Bryce brings it up a fair bit because he's into Fire Emblem, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, and a few of those games on his phone. Um, mm. So, so it'll be good to finally get that because that's only been available in North America so far. I just completely forgot it was even only available in North America. It's just something that I just completely I blocked out of my mind. It's like Ugh, mobile, and so, it's not like an IP that I know. So I wasn't mm. even tempted to kind of dive into it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the same way. Like even Animal Crossing and stuff on mobile, I haven't even really touched. I sort of like played a couple of hours of it and put it down. I don't think it was. It's just that like playing playing games on the mo on the phone. It's just really not my cup of tea. But mm. 
Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, there's a new Pokemon mobile game in development, so this isn't surprising. There's about a million, not a million, <laughs> literally, but there's so many mobile Pokemon games on iOS and Android, it's not funny. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. Pokemon's something like a franchise that does, I assume it does really well on mobile as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, obviously there's Pokemon Go, which is the main one, but you've got like Pokemon, Pokemon Duel and some like really random ones you don't hear about at all yeah like it's i didn't even know there was pokemon jewel honestly it's news to me that there's so many different pokemon yeah. games out there i just don't really follow them and it's just like i know obviously pokemon go is huge and i like I, that was the one that i just played for a while and um and obviously still huge so mm. did you ever get into pokemon quest on the switch yeah <laughs> yeah surprisingly you know and like it's funny because it's like it's a mobile game because it's on my switch i actually did play a little bit of it but yeah i'd like not that i finished it or anything like that I, but like it's the type of game that maybe i put five hours into or something so it's like yeah it's a decent amount of time i got really into it actually i think i played my switch tells me that i played about 60 hours of the game 60 hours drew yeah, I know. I Holy bajuli, Jesus! <laughs> I bought I bought the DLC pack, like the forty five dollar DLC pack. I pl- uh, put I finished it. Um, I wanted to complete the Pokedex, but I just yeah, I, I found something else to play by then. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think I think Let's Go actually came out. I'm like, all right, I can I can play. That'll it. take your po- time. Yeah, actually, I can't, I'm blown away that you put sixty hours into it. Like at least you got your forty five dollars worth out of it. So that's yeah. good. You know what I'll do? Like say when I was like leaving work or something, I'll get my Switch out. I'll set it on auto battle and I'll just leave it in the passenger seat, just auto battling while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was I can't I can't say mobile games never get me, but no, no, certainly did. I'm, I'm the same. Then, if that's the case, you know, <laughs> One, <laughs> I, I I literally think it's just a mobile platform. I think my my phone is just like I want to do my phone for like phone things. I don't want to play games on it. So yeah, yeah, like um. What uh, Florence? That that was a uh, really good game on iOS, and I bought it when it came out, and I didn't play it until like a, a couple of months ago, just because I'm either listening to podcasts or I'm on social media, but I'm never like just focusing on like the one thing on my phone because mm. that 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 that's the type of game where you got to like, put headphones on and really get into it, and uh, that's sort of how I view my phone. Where's my Switch? Is like I'm not going to get an email or someone trying to ring me in the middle of a Smash Bros or something. Yeah, like it's got—I don't know—it's just a lot. Of, got a lot to do with a lot of different things, like just the, the smaller touchscreen, and like I see, I don't mind playing with only touchscreen games. The game's built yeah. around a touchscreen. Um, I don't mind that on the Switch. Like, if, you know, not that I got into Fallout Shelter, but like some of those games that just moved over there. It's like, it, it doesn't bother me that they're a mobile game as long mm. as they're a well-built game. It's just I don't like playing games on my phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty similar. So Nintendo says Mario Kart Tour for mobile is now coming summer 2019. It'd be really interesting to see what this is, whether it is like a traditional go-karting Mario Kart game or it's something like... Okay, but do, if, like, do you even really care, like, whether this is like the, the traditional Mario Kart game or they've done something with like a bunch of transactions in there or something, what is it going to take to actually make you care about Mario Kart Tour? Because I personally, I'm just like, even if it's on my phone it, like, and it has good uh, motion controls and stuff like that, I don't care. I want to play normal Mario Kart. Like this may be great for a great audience, and like I'm not trying to diss that audience, but for myself, mm. I can't find any part of me that just goes. There's any anything they can do to Mario on mobile that's going to make me care about it. Yeah, well, especially with Mario Kart Eight Deluxe on Switch, where you can take that around wherever you want, like put it down yeah. and play two player. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It, it, I guess it's just going to be whether this is going to get people to buy Mario Kart Eight Deluxe who didn't even think about it. I think that's what they're probably. That's always been for. their target with mobile, yeah. I guess. It's just been like, you know, the way to get people back into the 
not back into, but the way to find to weave people into the actual console mar- console market out of the the mobile market. And I guess you know if this is just another way for them to sell sell you know or have the do it free to play millions of people into Mario Kart, introduce them and have that as a household more of a household name than it already is. Um, then it's like there's nothing against it. That's great. Like that's fantastic news for everyone. Hmm. Yeah, like I I really hope uh, these games sort of do capture more people and bring more people into the. Uh... I guess Nintendo ecosystems to sort of enjoy their games and hope then we get more games. So if they're selling more, so <laughs> I'd love to actually see like the actual results of the current games that they're doing um, and what the results are as, as far as bringing back people in. Like it's it's obviously it's always hard to tell whether like it's just part of the Switch audience that's like bringing more people in or whether the mobile is helping as well. But I'd love to know if like Pokemon Quest made other Pokemon games still better if they saw like a, a general increase from that um, or whether it was just like a, a normal increase or something like that that they've been seeing for ages. So um, I think that's interesting to see like if we actually got numbers to see that mobile was really making a big difference for them as far as that or has mo- mobile just been another market revenue for them and, and they're not really seeing the transition there. Hmm. Yeah, because I guess it's sort of replacing the 3DS in some ways because you've got the Switch coming in and that's going to be their one console. Then you've got the 3DS, which is, which is, uh, I think it's going to be not discontinued as in like stock being made, but uh, you're seeing EB Games sort of getting rid of all their stock this month or 3DS games. They're making like a lot of the big games $9 to sort of get rid of their inventory. They had a massive clearance, a yeah. massive great, like I missed out on everything, but they had like they had a clearance of like a lot of like good 3DS games. Some of them are still obviously there, but yeah. like a, a lot of even Switch games and Wii U games that were just going for like $4 in each. They were just clearing out a bunch of old stock, but especially 3DS, they really seem to want to mm. kind of wipe that market clean a little bit more now. Yeah, I, I actually picked up nine games from their sale. Did you? Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. A few, were, a few were $9, a few were still like 28 but still got yeah. them. I'd, I'd, like, yeah. I'm addicted to games. Like, it, uh, I'm, yeah. I have a problem. <laughs> like, if I, w- if I was on there earlier, like before all the good stuff sold out, there's a bunch of $4 games. I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to play these games. But, like, yeah. there was a part of me that's just like, oh, I could buy them, though. <laughs> Add them to my collection. Yeah. I saw uh, Star Fox Zero was $9. I'm like, oh, should I get it? I'm like, no, I'm not going to play Star Fox Zero. I wasn't interested back in 2016. I'm not interested now. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I paid full price for that, so I'm not going to make a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nintendo, but if they're going to make stuff like that, I'm not going <laughs> to worry about it. <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> yeah, hard pass. Uh, and Dr. Mario World is targeting early summer 2019 global release on mobile devices. Now, this is an interesting one because this one really suits the mobile platform, and I think yeah. uh, I'll actually get into this one. I'm definitely like as far as all the announcements I haven't actually checked that much into this one I just saw it come up in my feed everywhere but Mm. like as far as mobile games that are like oh this is a game that Eric could actually get into this is a game that Eric could get into (laughs) I I could really see myself actually playing some of this game as just a a Dr. Mario's fun it's a game that suits mobile well and it's something that I could definitely put hours into yeah absolutely because like I'm not looking for mobile games but every now and again I'm like oh I want a game where I can just sort of like maybe listen to music or podcast while just like Mm -hmm. going for a higher score or something and something with like Nintendo's polish on a puzzle game would be absolutely perfect I think yeah I'm always after doing stuff like that although like if I wonder if this is the type of game that could come to mobile, like Pokemon Quest, could come to mobile and then make its way over to Switch as well. Because like if it did that, then I would definitely play some on my Switch. Just like, as I said, I just prefer playing, even if it's a mobile experience, I prefer playing those games on my Switch. Hmm. 
So like if they had a Dr. Mario world or whatever they're calling it um, and had it in, is it Tate mode? And, and so you just play it like that. I reckon that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Surely we'll see a Dr. Mario game on there. There's one, there's Dr. Luigi on the Wii U. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I never actually played it. Was that just an eShop game or was that like a bonus? I feel like. That was an eash. You know what? I, is that long ago? I hardly remember. All I remember is you, Luigi. It was like a, That's right. was a different Luigi, spin-off yeah. game, and, and yeah. yeah, it was cool though. Yeah. Well, he finally he finally graduated college, and he got his. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll we'll move on to the Switch sales. So, in twenty two months on the market, Nintendo Switch has shipped thirty two point two seven million units, which is a fairly incredible number for that short amount of time. That's a chonkers number, like absolutely mm. chonkers. Like, like that, they've done so well to get that number. It, were they not on track anymore to hit their thirty-seven? I believe they were just below that target, weren't they? Because it's yeah. thirty-seven by the next fiscal, fiscal whatever, next three months, um, and so or two months now. So like, yeah, like that's that's great, and like I, I hope that they can find a right now. All I hope is that they can find a way to continue this sales trend because mm. like this is a, a hard hard time hard time of year to continue selling consoles, and. Um, I don't want to get into it too much, uh, but like it, it, they're not selling me on too much at the moment. I'm wondering if yeah. they're not selling new people on too much at the moment either. And so, like, I wonder what this first quarter is going to look like. Mm. Well, they lowered it from 20 million in the financial year to 17 million in the financial year. And oh. I think last time what I read was that they they were either just going to make that 17 million or they were just going to miss it. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. Not sure. I don't have the information up uh, in front of me. But like you said, I don't know. They've got no games sort of coming out on the horizon to sort of entice people. They've got like, they've got Fire Emblem and a couple of games and Animal Crossing, but we, we know like very little about those games. And the, the only uh, release date we've got for a major first party Nintendo game is Yoshi's Crafted World in, uh, yeah. in March. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it's a bit like, it's kind of a weird situation to be in um, because like normally at this point in time, we'd always have something like a direct that's mm. come up and told us a bunch of stuff that's coming this year and, and a few more, at least periods of when things are coming out. But at the moment, it's like, here's Yoshi and, and there's some games coming in 2019. I hope you're ready for them. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Give me <laughs> <Yeah>. some dates. <laughs> well, I think the reason we haven't had a direct yet is because um, if they have announced Yoshi, which is at the end of March and I, I assume we wouldn't just get a random announced date before Yoshi because that would be kind of weird. I think they just don't have anything until the end of March. It, it, honestly, if they had something before yeah. Yoshi, uh, they, I have a feeling that they would have just told us by now. Like, well, yeah. what are they waiting for? There's no reason they wouldn't have said, oh, you're getting this and Yoshi, and then we'll have a direct coming up, like, between here somewhere. Um, yeah. But, like, it, honestly, right now, it just seems like, well, let's just continue. We've got everything we have out. Let's just keep it quiet for a little bit. Let the, let the pot just kind of brew, and then when it's ready, we'll announce everything that's coming. And with, like, everything like Super Smash Brothers and Pokemon, which uh, got released, like, late last year, I guess there's no reason to really keep pushing it necessarily exactly i think i smash brothers is such a massive game that that's still like obviously going to be pushing into january and further and stuff like that so like it, there's not a huge amount but like i think the biggest thing for me is just it feels so quiet it, it yeah. almost like it not it's nowhere near what the wii u days were but it almost brings back that feeling to me where it's just like okay now this is one of those long periods between games but i mean the, the main thing here is at least we have third parties and at least we have indie games that just continue flowing in like they haven't stopped the, the, there's still plenty of those no. games coming in um wargroove as we all know just came out um there's nothing really as that huge coming out but um i think that there's still stuff coming out and that's what's really mattering <laughs> at the moment <laughs> yeah i went on the e-shop the other day like i, I go in there 
sometimes I find myself going on there every day, but last week I was away and I come back and I checked it and I was going down. Oh, you had some new games out. Go down. Oh, the next page is all new games. All right. Keep going down. The next page is all new games. There was like 20 something games out that like week. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they were good. I don't know if they're bad. I, I try and keep up with like the real like gems to sort of, you know, be able to talk about them on the podcast now, but I can't, mm-hmm. I can't keep up, let alone you know, buy them all. You know? No, no, that's, <laughs> it's it's such a weird time to be a gamer because like, you know, back when you started your podcast and, and, and I started mine ages ago, we, we were in the Wii U days, you could just keep up with every game that was coming out. <laughs> yeah. You could talk about everything that was happening. And now it's just like, okay, no, you really got to pick and choose what you're talking about and what you're covering because no one can cover everything. It's just not possible. Mm. And like, nor should you cover everything because like not everything needs that exposure, but it's so hard because it's just like, okay, there's this 30 games that come out this week. What one of these 30 am I even going to like start looking at, you know, and then I've got to start, you it's almost like a research into finding out what games are even worth talking about in the first place. Yeah. I was looking at Wargroove and Wargroove looks awesome. I know you have had some time and you have made a video about it and all that, mm-hmm. but Bryce and I, we sort of decided uh, not to just because, because uh, Bryce is playing Fire Emblem at the moment. He's got enough turn-based strategy and yeah, I just, uh, I'm also in the same boat. I'm playing through Fire Emblem as well. So, okay. Just uh, yeah, Advance Wars. Are you guys Advance Wars boys or no? Um, that's a series I'm going to go back and play. Um, I was looking at talking about the EB sale. Uh, there was a copy of um one of the DS versions. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll pick that up. But it ha- it was like in a store in Queensland somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm just like, no, I have I haven't dived into into Advance Wars, but I did pick up Wargroove just because I, I was interested. And mm. um, oh my god, man, it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about it a bit? I, I, like in fact, I'll talk about it very lightly because I haven't played yeah. that much of the yep. campaign. So like, it's not like I can sit there and dive deep into that. Um, but the just the level editing stuff. Like, I'm going to do a video later today. Um, that is just basically going to be about the level editing stuff because it's so deep mm. and dense, and there's so much to it that it it like I don't know if 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 anyone's out there's ever played like there's uh, RPG Maker games and stuff like that a lot on the PC where it's like just. It's very light game development. It's nothing like in the code base, if, unless you really want to dive that deep. Um, but it's still like, it's very, it feels very similar to that. It almost feels like RPG maker tactics and the fact that like, I, I'm setting up all these different events to happen that like trigger off this. So like, if this is true, then this will happen and play this cutscene and, and then do this. It's like all the, all these kind of events and it's it's so deep and, and just diveable and accessible that I just, I'm finding it hard to pull myself out of that mode to even go back to the campaign because I'm like, oh, I like the campaign, that's cool, but like, uh, maybe it's just the creative side of me, it's just like, I just want to create. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, I saw someone in a Facebook group I'm a part of, they're making a campaign where you're playing as as like the dog and you're versing other dogs and if you're if you 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 you're on a quest to be the very best boy or something like that. <laughs> the best boy. <laughs> uh, that's like, that's what it is. Like, man, it's just do, you can just do whatever you want to in this. Like, I, I've, I, I won't even go what, what into I'm making because it's just ridiculous. But like, you can just uh, have people come in and do theatrical songs and cutscenes and, and then not even have a campaign. You could make the entire, the actual campaign itself that you play through, yeah, so you could make that in this. Yeah, that was awesome. That's, you said that you, you went over that in your video. I'm like, that's awesome how... Um, yeah, robust like, it is. Yeah, that's how. And that, like they, they, and they basically they said that anything one of their streams once before that, that like they don't use this tool to to make the game, but they could like they could literally just make the campaign and everything out of this tool. It's just like it's that amazing. Yeah, they um they said there's cross cross play for the game. Um, does mm-hmm. that include um like the level editing? So could people yep. be making game? Yeah, it is awesome. 
So yeah, you yeah. Uh, as far as I know, you upload a level and then it just goes to a server that anyone can play. Right, I think right. the one part, the one part that will get separated in the future is uh, because the PC is looking at getting mod support. Yeah. Um. So eventually, when people start making advanced wars in this game, yeah. um, <laughs> then like obviously you won't be able to download that on your Switch. But apart from that, like it's just it's completely crossplay, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to bring up that mod thing because people were talking about stuff they want to do, and when that does get imp- implemented on PC, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah, and like for me, I think the controls would be a lot better to actually even play on PC, just to be able to have the mousing keyboard and stuff like that. It'd be a lot quicker to be doing this editing stuff, but it's so convenient yeah. and so easy for me to sit down on my couch and just do this, and it feels so much lighter that like it's it's making it even more accessible for me. Yeah, like these type of games, I just find myself just maybe putting like watching something on youtube and just maybe tinkering around doing a level maybe editing some stuff yeah yeah wargroove is definitely one i do want to get into but just at the moment just bogged down with some other turn-based stuff where i'm like all right i don't need that much <laughs> just no, you, now. you only play so much of the same type of game yeah exactly so yeah back to the switch sales huge switch sales i hope they keep going well this is one of my favorite like nintendo systems just outright so i hope it just keeps keeps growing growing to attract more games and it's a really exciting future like to, just to see where like i'm just mm. excited to see where the switch goes now i think that's what what i'm down to it's just like wh- what happens now what happens when they start getting these other big franchises coming at, at it and, and more third party support like what is going to happen to this yeah. console in the especially future? That, especially exciting. when you think back to the wii u 13 point no whatever it is million like when you've got you've already at mm. this point where do you think it's oh, going to end yeah. up say Say five years, six years when Nintendo's like, all right, we've got the new system coming out, whatever that might be. Do you see this reaching 50 million, 60 million, 80 million? Like, I, I want to say that it's going to push over 80 because, like, it really just depends on how these, again, how these games kind of get pushed out there because we know that, like, you know, Animal Crossing and all these, all these other games that are coming out they're big games and like and sometimes they're missing from systems completely that so people don't have that opportunity yeah. to even buy them so there's animal crossing fans who don't get a chance to buy that system and right now the switch is looking like it's just getting every single like it's getting metroid prime man it's getting like animal crossing it's getting luigi's mansion back you know all these beloved franchises that just pulling these people that might not have bought these other consoles like they might be like oh, i'm not gonna buy a wii u because it doesn't have that on there um and but the switch is just getting all of these games and if it continues along this track and every year we're getting more and more of these big nintendo franchises that we've been missing out on um, i could see this really pushing pushing itself up there it and the the, the other biggest question that comes into this is what happens to to Sony and Microsoft in the future? Because that mm, that yes. really depends on where the sales go for the Switch. When we know more about their next console, they can deeply affect the sales of the Switch, and we're just going to have to wait and see for what that plays mm. into. A lot of people bring up that say, like when the PS Five comes out, it's going to be it's going to have like you know way better graphics. It's going to have all that, then it's going to make the Switch look like a toy. But but <laughs> I guess like like I I upgraded my PlayStation to a PS4 Pro because you know I want that experience on my PlayStation. But that really doesn't ex- mm-hmm. that really doesn't really affect of how I play my Switch. Let's put let's put it this way: like it it, it depends who you're talking to. There are going to be like I, I'm not I don't want to target anyone, but let's say like a PC gamer who's just like you know this makes everything look like a toy mm. because like they're that much into the graphics. To me, no matter how much more of a powerful system you come out with, and if it's if it's like the Switch. It's still not going to make the Switch look like a toy. The Switch still has HD graphics. It still looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you remember when we had the argument like about the Wii U and and that like we had Mario Kart 8 come out on the Wii U and people were like, this is one of the most gorgeous games of this really generation. Was, yeah. And yeah, and like we're talking on a, the underpowered system had one of the most gorgeous games of that generation. Um, and so like and that's that's the point to me where it's just like 
you know, there's going to always be people like that that are going to say stuff like, oh, you know, the, the graphics are what matters the most. This is going to look like a toy. Um, but at the end of the day, this the Switch is always going to look like a beautiful system. It's always going to be HD, and it's the games that are going to matter. Mm. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Definitely agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on to uh, Switch game sales. Um, Nintendo, Nintendo updated their game sales of, of uh, December 31st, 2018. So we'll go from bottom to top. Mm-hmm. So at number 10 is Kirby Star Allies at 2.42 million copies. Then Mario Tennis Aces at 2.5, yeah, 2.53 million. Then 1 2 Switch at 2.86. That's still, my, my man, that still pushes 1 2 Switch. You go. <laughs> Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, it, it, you know what? It's it should have been it's, uh, like it, all arguments are right. That should have been a packing game. But let me just tell you a little something. That was still mm. a uh, a fantastic game. Like for what what like it's still a fun party game. It's overpriced. It should have been a packing title. Um, but if you can buy that discounted, that is a fun game. And like, don't don't write that off. And two point something million people didn't write that mm. off. Because <laughs> you know? like at launch, I'm like bugger. I'm sp- I'm spending money. I'm getting this game so I can play it with like my mum or like whoever. And I really enjoyed it, like the wizard game, and like just like it's so so yeah. d- so much dumb fun. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like there's a lot of hit and misses, and it's not going to last you forever. It's just one of those party games that you like you can just play every now and then. But as a family party game, you get you get your mum and your dad and your, and your, your crazy uncle round and um and play a game one two switch. I guarantee you, you're going to have a good night. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Super Mario Party at five point three oh million units sold. That's that's one of the craziest ones here. But that yeah, is too. On. Like, uh, what did that yeah. come out October? And that's sold really well for like for a Mario Party game. I think that's that's what surprised mm. me. Yeah, uh, Vince Patuna eight point two seven million. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go and Eevee at ten million. Then Zelda Breath of the Wild at eleven point six eight million. Then Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at twelve point eight million. Super Mario Odyssey at thirteen point seven six million. Then on top is Super Mario Kart Eight Deluxe at six. Oh no, fifteen point oh two million units sold, which is incredible. Okay, a couple of crazy takeaways there. Like first of all, Mario Kart Eight. That's that's, a, that's incredible. That's doing so well considering it was just a, like an upgraded port, <laughs> you know. Mm. And that's that, that just shows you the power of the port. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make that up then, but I love it. Power um, of the port. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other takeaway there is I hear a lot of people talking about like Breath of the Wild and like, you know, it's surprising that it's only sold that much, which like not only sold that much, it's still really good. Um, but like, the, the, I think the thing for me is that at launch, do you remember at launch when Breath of the Wild sales first came out, there were more sales of Breath of the Wild than there were Switch consoles sold? Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of people actually buying the game before they could even get the console because they wanted the game. Um, and so that's what's crazy that that game started off with a hundred percent attach rate at launch, and now we're at this point where like it's what is it like a third attach rate or something something like that thirty three percent or something yeah roughly yeah yeah so like that that's what's crazy to me that like not everyone is buying a, a Breath of the Wild <laughs> yeah that's a good point they should uh, get on that <laughs> like yeah like there there is you know. It, incorrect statistics of 66% of people that don't own Breath of the Wild. Mm. I, I want to know what they're doing. I want to get into their households and just find out what's what's happening there. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I when I saw these numbers, I thought, I would love to see the percentage of someone who owns a Switch, enjoys it and plays it, but doesn't have Mario Kart, doesn't have Odyssey, doesn't have Smash, and doesn't have Zelda. Mm. Doesn't, I would be fascinated. <laughs> I would, or, yeah. Yeah. I'd love, who, I'd love uh, to know that as well. Like, just people who own, like... I wonder if there's just anyone out there who's just, like, indie games. 
That's all. That's all yeah. they pay. That's all they get. And their Switch is just the indie game machine. You know, I would love to know if there's some like people out there like that, or like what you know, just a different gaming habit. That's it's always really interesting. Mm. And like, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, it's probably one of no. the best platforms to just play indie games on, apart from your PC or maybe your Vita back in the day. Not that uh, new games are coming to that, but. No, exactly. Here's, yeah. here's, here's a hot take that like I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, people enjoy whatever they like to enjoy, <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> like it, just because more people enjoy Breath of the Wild than any like than than a lot of other games, it doesn't mean it's the best game to everyone out there. There are definitely mm. like you know, definitely people who would just like play a lot of one indie game, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I think it's just a big thing. Say if someone just plays third party indie games or whatever yeah. it might be, rather than Nintendo games, because since uh, Nintendo sixty four bar the GameCube, Nintendo systems have always been. You buy this system so you can play Mario, Zelda, and w- w- whatever you have. Exactly. Um, That's why the Wii U sold, man. It's like, you know, people bought it to play the Nintendo games because they're so great, but there wasn't much mm. else on there. No, they didn't buy it because of its uh, great hardware. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what, what makes it really interesting is uh, Mario Kart 8 is also the top-selling Wii U game at 8.42 million uh, copies of that sold as well. So they're, they're, on, Kart, man. They're, they're on track to double the amount of copies sold. This, Mario this, Kart 8. this is why Mario Kart's coming to mobile. This is why we will probably see a Mario Kart 9 for Switch because this mm. is what Mario Kart does. It destroys the sales charts. Yeah. And just for comparison as well, uh, Super Smash Bros. 4 Wii U at the moment sits at 5.35 uh, million copies sold. Jeez. So within a month, Super Smash Bros. more than doubled the Wii U. That's insane. Um, so. That's insane numbers. That, like, that shows you that, like, how good that game is and how many people are picking it up because, like, mm. wow. <laughs> yeah, and I have, to eat, I have to eat my words too because um, I can't remember if it was uh, on the House of Mario or it was uh, somewhere else. I can't actually remember. But I, I said that Pokemon will at least uh, double Super Smash Bros. sales. Did you? Be- okay. Because well, it, makes, it makes sense. Think about Pokemon, man. Like, I, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm with you here. I just want to back you up here because, like, you think about Pokemon... And the sales that does on 3DSs and, and DSs every year and any portal that it comes out on, it always is just like, boom, you know Pokemon's coming. But like, yeah, mm. that's I'm with you. Because, yeah, Pokemon usually sells like in the 16 million range for each game. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's two copies and a lot of people, including myself, buy both copies. <laughs> <laughs> but Super Smash Bros., it always seemed like the type of game where it's like Nintendo fans buy it and it doesn't really reach out that much. Yeah. It always seemed like that, but this one has really, like, gr- obviously been grabbed by a lot of people. I, I hear a lot of people saying, yeah, this is my first Smash, and yeah, I'm giving it a go because, you know, I've got the Switch and I'm enjoying it, so I want to give this a go. This, honestly, this, this man, like, it, I think this one sums up to marketing. I think Nintendo really marketed this well. They really mm-hmm. pushed it hard. It was at so many demo events. Like, everyone got their hands on it at, like, everywhere before it even came out. It had been pushing for a long time, announcing characters. I think this one really comes down to... Not only was it a good game, but they marketed this good game really well. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Because like um, Smash Ultimate, I, like even I got a chance to play it at PAX. Whereas uh, uh, Smash for Wii U, I never saw that anywhere until it came out. Yeah, and you know what the most surprising part about this is? Is that like, remember when it was first announced, and it was basically everyone thought that it was just going to be Smash Wii U point five or something like that, mm-hmm. and like that there wasn't going to like th- this is just going to be a slight upgrade. This is our Mario Kart eight with all the DLC added and a couple characters. One, this is like, I, I don't want to get into the argument about whether it's a 0.5 or anything like that, but like, it's just, considering it started off as a shell of that game and has evolved into this, that's it's done so well, mm. done so well. I would have been happy with a Wii U port as well, because that game is just 
phenomenal. And what they've done with Ultimate is, yeah. for the most part, they've they've made it better. Um, I, I am disappointed by the lack of trophies and a few of the modes being cut. Um, yeah. So, like I, I've said that before, but I can't I can't really say it's like the perfect Smash Brothers game gameplay wise. It is amazing, but yeah, yeah just. I really wish some of these modes and collectibles and that come back. Port everything, man. Just port everything over. I'll take it all. Yeah. What about <laughs> Nintendo Land? Would you buy that again? I don't, I don't know how you'll man, play don't it. Te- but... Yeah, I know. Don't tempt me. I'll, like, I'm serious. I'll just buy, I'll buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have, they, what have they got? I'm, I'm looking at the Wii U uh, top million sellers. So we've got... I'm just saying what they haven't ported yet. So they've got Mario Party 10. That can stay That can stay in hell on the Wii U. Man, if you don't start this list with Mario Maker, I'm going to be upset. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mario Maker is the number one game they need to port. Next of all, we need a port of um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Absolutely. That, def- that definitely needs to come over. We need a sequ- We need that ported in a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. What else have we got? <laughs> see, see, Mario Maker sold 4 million copies on the Wii U. Can you imagine what that would sell on the Switch? That will just... That will probably fly... To at least double that, you know. It, again, this all comes down to if they brought this over to Switch and they market it right, like they if they threw the marketing that they did into Smash, into Smash, into into Mario Maker, um, and like had all these extra features and basically, and basically just called it Mario Maker Two Point um, it w- it would sell gangbusters, man. Mm. People, you know, Mario games they do well. That this would just be amazing. It would be, yeah. And like, I'd I'd like to see it with maybe like a a better a better way of being able to find people's levels and levels that I actually enjoy. Because, like, it, it sort of just become the music levels. Like, you just got a whole page of, like, yeah, just mm-hmm. let it go when it does the music. Well, that's really yeah. creative and really cool. But, you know, I want to play the game. Yeah. I really... I don't have the answers for them. Mm, but, like, they, yeah. there's a lot of things that... They, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking to you here, man. Um, there's a lot of things they need to they, they, they need to figure out. And, the, like, the, the creative... Um, how to find levels and, and having, like, groups of levels and things like that that you can actually find is the number one thing that they, they really need to sort out there. Like, and obviously there's more complications. Like, how's a touchscreen going to work considering it's resistive competitive, um, yep. capacitive and, and stuff like that. But, like, at the end of the day, um, there's... Making a, a 2.0 version of this and sorting out some of those things would just be worth it in Nintendo's Yeah, book. definitely. Like, I, it will come. I don't think there's a, a sort of a, a world where we don't get Mario Maker 2 or whatever it might be. No. Um, and Super Super Mario uh, Super Mario 3D World. Oh, how do they leave that off? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a perfect Switch game. You know what? That would do so well just because it is so well loved, man. Because like it, one, it was obviously a good game, but like you hear anyone talk about that game. And they just basically have nothing but positive things to say about that. And I don't know whether it's yeah. because we've been getting new Super Mario Brothers games for so long that when that came out, like people just breathed it in like a breath of fresh air. But um, mm. that was just yeah received so well. And so when it comes over to Switch, all those people who received it that well would continue to say, "Oh, this is such a good game." And then that drums up hype and you know follow the yeah. chain. I I really liked it. Um, it came out the same day as a, a Link uh, Between Worlds mm-hmm. um, on 3DS as well. And I remember being really excited for 3D World and being like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, a Zelda 3DS game, cool. But sort of 3D World sort of underwhelmed me a little bit and Link Between Worlds like really impressed me mm. by the time I finished it. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is this is like a masterful Zelda game and sort of it's people are just being like, oh, the 3D art doesn't look that good. But like it was a masterful 3DS game. It was so good. That like It's strange because like, I struggle to go back and play like 
uh, linked to the past, which is just a masterpiece itself. Um, but I struggle mm. to go, but like it's sometimes it can be hard to go back and play games like that. But a link between worlds, yeah, um, created a, a link between me and that game because like I just <laughs> I, I, I managed like that's one of the recent Zelda games that I loved and I managed to finish and and like and just I almost just didn't put that game down the whole time I played that. And like in a time when you know that and 3D World are coming out to say that I almost didn't put that game down, it's just like amazing. Oh, we won't spoil it here, but the ending. The ending, I didn't see the ending coming. The ending, no. like, I was like, wow, awesome. Oh, it's the same. <laughs> like, like it, it's kind of it's, it's kind of like obvious if you think about it, but yeah, it wasn't. It was really well done. Very good Zelda game. I, I've got that many Zelda games to play and finish, cause I, but I would love to go back and play that one. Really, yeah. I might just bring up the 3DS sales as well because I'm I'm interested in looking at them as well because why not? Um, this one's really so we'll go we'll go from ten to one again. Uh. At uh, number ten, uh, Tamagotchi Life at six point uh, four oh million copies. Really? How? What? Yeah, exactly. How? How is that in the top ten 3ds? You what? Games. <laughs> Tamagotchi Life, man. When, yep. When's that getting the Switch port? <laughs> like what? I can't. That's like this is one of the most unexpected because it's such like a, just a weird quirky game that's like I just don't you don't expect to hear stuff like that to hit this list. No, no, it's really weird. Uh, then uh, at eight point two eight million, uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um, Nothing in this list is going to surprise me now after hearing Tominachi Life. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it won't. Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon—they're my least favorite Pokemon games. Just whatever. Mm. Super uh, Super Smash Bros. for 3DS at nine point four five million. Yeah, it's pretty cool that the Switch versions already smashed that with a lower install base. That's really impressive. Yeah. Um, Animal Crossing New Leaf at twelve point ten million. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land at 12.40 million. New Super Mario Bros. 2 at 13.8 million. Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire at uh, 14.17 million copies. Pokemon Sun and Moon, (laughs) 16.14. Pokemon X and Y at 16.37 million. Then at the top is, uh, you guessed it, Mario Kart 7, (laughs) 18.11 million. So Mario Kart it's, games. It's cra- Mario Kart games. It's cr- it's, it's, that's that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how like uh, Mario Kart is Nintendo's series. Like that is their best-selling series. Yeah, like everyone has their series that they're attached to. But like Mario Kart is just the one renowned series. that's just like okay, yeah, this is just this is it. And like yeah, mm. from from well, its beginning like, to, uh, to here. Super Mario Three D Land at twelve point four one million. That that is like the premier three D Mario game, and that's you know way down the list. Exactly. Mm. It's strange though, because like yeah, like depends who you talk to. But to me, like if you talk about you know what is the what's a game that represents Nintendo to you, and I'd be like, oh, 3D Mario games. Yep. You know that that would be it to me. So, but everyone obviously has their own. Because mm. like yeah, Mario Kart's just like a spin-off of those games, but it's it's become like its own little monster. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, it, it, Mar- the Mario games, like the core Mario games itself. It's is where you'd think what would like do the bestseller and be what everyone recognizes, but like it's Mario Kart, the, the spin off series. Yeah, you're right, that's just crazy. Mm. Yeah, and like I, I just went to the Wii sales to see like where Mario Kart sits there. So, um, it's just under Wii Sports at uh, three, uh, 37 million, uh, 0.14 million copies. Yeah, so and, that, and that's because Wii Sports like came bundled in, yeah. or they started Mario Kart, I think, for some, some time. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Wii Sports it didn't get included in Japan, so I think it's just missing Japanese sales. That's why it's not at like 101 million of that. Oh, okay. Because well, I remember sense. that. I remember that in America, uh, from what I saw, at least at launch anyway, that Wii Sports came mm. in a little 
uh, paper sleeve instead instead of like over here in Australia we got like in a proper box box yeah yeah and in Japan they didn't get it at all that they'll go and buy it separate which oh, sucks I think yeah. it, it cost the same amount over there um, as far as conversion went too so they just missed out on the free game okay well yeah that that's silly and stupid and un- unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's all the that's all the numbers from Nintendo buy numbers interesting <laughs> numbers that's that's where the numbers come from. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, um, going back to Smash, uh, Piranha Plant just got released this weekend or uh, late last week, I can't remember now. Um, but have you had a chance to play it yet? No, I haven't. I, like, you haven't? I've, 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 I've watched so much footage of Piranha Plant and I still haven't played Piranha Plant because it's just, you see it everywhere and everyone's talking about it. But um, mm. I haven't actually had a chance to, to, to play Piranha Plant. I really want to though because it seems so good. But to be honest, like... I haven't played that much Smash since it came out. Like, I played it when it came out and I really got into it. And then, mm. like, it's just like, I haven't got back into it because I played part of the way through that World of Light and, like, Smash to me is a, it's a single-player game. And then, like, obviously I've... Um, I've just been super busy with trying to keep up with the stuff that I'm doing now. So, yeah, like, yeah. it's just been, like, it hasn't been a chance to not be checking out other new stuff um, rather than getting back into Smash. But I so want to get back into it right now. Like, every every second, just, like, I just want to go back and try Final Plan. Just give me a second. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, pick up your switch and just go to the toilet for a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I just, I, I, it, it just takes time to, you know, boot it up and download it and and get into it. Like half the time, I like, I just trust in in, in Nat to just do half that stuff for me. I'm just like, Nat, can you just like download Prana Plant, get it, get it all ready for me, have it so like a match is ready, and I'll just come <laughs> and sit down for five minutes and play Prana Plant just so I can see what it's like. It's like Nat, I want tea, I want <laughs> yeah. my Prana Plant downloaded. My bed mate. <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's not make it sound like I'm telling her to get back in the kitchen. I'm just, I just asking her to like boot up my yeah. switch here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've only, I've only like picked up the switch for maybe an hour or so and played uh, Piranha Plant. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put Piranha Plant under my wing and I'm gonna learn how to use Piranha Plant. And okay. I really enjoy his, uh, his projectile. So what he does is you press B and he sort of blows up a spiky ball. Then you can sort of uh, move, move the stick left or right and you can sort of like lob it. And it's like a really, it's a real powerful sort of uh, projectile. It's a bit like, um, it's not quite as good as uh, King Dedede's uh, Gordo, but it's sort of similar. Um, it, it has potential to like finish off. So if someone's trying to get back on the stage, you just like lob this spiky ball at them and you just smash them type thing. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. And he's got the poison gas with. I uh, said the poison gas looks really cool. And apparently it's, B, it looks yeah. quite powerful. Mm. Like really eats away at people's shields if they stand in it for too long. So yeah, it's like he's he feels. He he can be sluggish if you um if you sort of don't do your movement right, but yeah, I'm still learning, so should okay. be good. I have a bit yeah. more to say when I'm actually like pro piranha plant player. Is, is, <laughs> yeah, is, is he going to be your new main? What's going on here? No, he won't be. Oh, I don't think he'll be a new main. Who knows? Who knows? Um, nah. I'm still I'm still learning like all the other characters. Like probably the character I've played the most, like the new character, would be Inkling. Um, mm-hmm. really, I really enjoy her, but I just like pick up K Rule for example and just sort of like smash my tummy around and like cool. so eric we're going to move on to topic of the show which is basically all about your sort of youtube career how you've uh left your full-time job and uh sort of what you're doing now (laughs) (laughs) because i'm i'm really i'm really interested in this because obviously as a content creator myself and um all that and i've i've been friends with you for like the better like most of a year and seeing seeing uh you like really take this big move i'm really happy for you and sort of interested to hear about it yeah hear more about it yeah okay so like as i mean as content creators it's always like our dream to 
to be able to take that next move. But like, it's yeah. scary, man. Like, you know, not it's just, it's just, you can't just like I, even I was in the situation where I probably shouldn't just drop my full time job and and go do something like this. You know, not very few people could be possibly be in that situation. Um, but it got to like I, I was doing building before this, and it got to the the end of the year, um, for the better part of the year. And I've been doing content. Obviously, like we'd been doing podcasting for a while, and um, and then that kind of moved into doing youtube content and a lot of other stuff on the side and um it got to the point at the at the end of the year where i was i was juggling doing the youtube content and um and then obviously a full-time job and, and other stuff and so like and I, that juggling was going all right it wasn't too bad but then it wasn't really the content creation that pushed me to go to the next level it was mm. my job because i got to the point where i'd been building now for for over five years and um I just kind of sat back and I, I said, well, what am I going to do now? What do I want to do? Do I want to? Because like it was going to get to the point where I either needed to make a choice um, because like I, I, not a lot of people might not know this or most people might actually know this. I don't really know. Um, content creation takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. man. Like this this type of stuff, even just producing a podcast and just doing anything like this, there's, it's not just as easy as throwing our voices into a mic and then throwing it on the airwaves. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into this. And so like, I was going to get to the point where like I was either going to have to start my own business um, because uh, where I was going with my job was like I was never going to earn any more money. I was never going to be doing anything more. Um, and so I was like, do I start Do I start my own business? Do I get into that and um, and really take my building to the next level? Um, and th- at the end of the day, I like it, it been a couple months of sitting down and, and just procrastinating at night, not knowing what to do um, to the point where I said to Nat, you know what, like, I can either continue doing continue doing building, but I'm not happy, and 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 that's like at the end of the day, I would be settling for what I'm not happy with. I'd be spending the rest of my life just going. I just I I gave in. I felt like I I'd be giving in, um, and so then the other choice was to do what I love, and like th- that's the reason that we do this type of stuff for myself anyway. I do this on the on the side is because I love it. And, you know, even even if it meant no monetary gain at the time, I we just love doing this type of stuff and. Um, and so like, I was like, I can try and make, you know, my other choice is to try and make a career out of doing what I love. Um, and so then it's not, and it, uh, this is the point is that this is not as easy as just saying, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop and I'm going to go start doing YouTube because that's not possible. You know, how, what are you going to do for money? How, how, like, how are you going to live? But I like, I saved up money for a while. And so like, that's basically where I'm at right now is that like, I have a bank of money that I'm, um, that is not huge. <laughs> I wish it was a lot bigger that I'm sitting here just going, you have a set amount of time to make something of this. And so, and that's where like now as of this, will happen at like in December, um, the end of December is when it all, when I started it up, but like it all happened at the start of December. I started my YouTube channel and it sounds ridiculous, you know, someone, so I had 40 subscribers by December because I wasn't doing any content yeah. on the YouTube, you know, I, I was doing stuff for Nintendo everything. And it's like, well, wait, you're starting a YouTube channel from 40 subscribers and you want to dive into that and, and, um, and make a success of it from there, like that. That is the honestly dumbest thing to do. Like if you're doing, if you're doing to, if you're thinking about doing this, start planning now. Don't do what I did. Don't just <laughs> jump in one day and say I'm going to do this. I'm going to throw my life under a bus and like and hope I come out on the other side. Um, that is, it's, it's it's dumb. But like, I put myself in a situation where like I, I've just made a choice, and I hope other people out there are smarter to make that mm. choice earlier. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's yeah. dumb. It takes, it definitely takes balls. I'll give you that. <laughs> like yeah it it takes it takes a lot of a lot of courage a lot of determination and a lot of like you need to want Mm. this man like you have to want it to be able to to be able to do something like this and i think that's what it's come down to is this this is what i want i want this 
And so I'm just doing everything I can to make it work. And it's and, and so far, it's been doing super well. Does that mean I'm turning the profit yet? But no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, I need a thousand subscribers before we can even start even getting a cent, which will be bugger all <laughs> by then. Um, but I've like I have a Patreon and like there's people on there that support me and everyone that, that's there. I'm not trying to push anyone onto that because I, that's not what I'm about. But like everyone that there that just even gives me a dollar just means that's another dollar closer to the point where like I don't have to go back to like i don't have to find another way to continue surviving um and like and then so my goal right now is to continue to push myself and and like and i'm doing that like man i'm i am just putting everything i have into this every waking second like i'm i'm not even kidding when i say like i spend every second of my day just working on content creation for for since i've started this um because I want this, and like it's, it, and that's what it comes down to. And, and and people see that determination in your man. They come to your channel and they watch you, and they and they they see you talk. They can tell that if you want something or not. Um, and and that's what it comes down to. I think I think that's why it's it's been doing so well. I've had a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people. Is that like I'm just, I really want this. And things with the YouTube channel, as I say, they're going really well. Like uh, you know, I'm at over 650 subscribers now. Um, 659 month, which... as of recording. <laughs> <Checked> it <laughs> it so 659, yeah. Like I'm over that as a month and like I've, it's it's hard with YouTube, man, because like mm. it, you're not always in control of how well your content does as, as much as you want to be. Like you can put out as good a thumbnail, as good a title, as good a video as you want. But unless like, and this is what people talk about the YouTube algorithms, I'm not going to get into that because that's just a whole can of worms. But like, that's what people talk about when you want to, you want to take off on YouTube, you need to hope that you get into the YouTube algorithms and they say, we're going to put your video in front of people. And like, and that's the reason I've, I've, the, the only reason that I've managed to gain this much so far is the videos that YouTube's going, okay, I'm going to throw this in front of some people for you. Mm. Because when, when the content gets in front of people, man, it, it does well, like it does really well. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, and that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm just focusing on creating good content. And if you're wondering what type of content I do, it is literally, it's I do just Nintendo-focused content. The things that I like to do is that I just like to put 100% of my passion behind anything and fun and enthusiasm behind anything that I do. Um, so, like, I mostly I like to think of stuff like because people want to come there they they have to have a reason to see you in the first place and so the reason that people come and i I feel like the reason people come and want to see me in the first place is that i cover a lot of new games that are upcoming that a lot of people aren't getting information on and i try to condense that information into something that's easy digestible so like if you want to know something about yoshi what do we know about yoshi so far i'll go check out eric's channel and he was going to tell me and catch me up or any of these new indie games that got announced and things like that that gets people there in the first place and then the thing is is that you want people to stay and you want them to want to tune into every video. And that's where, like, the fun comes into it. And that's where I'm like, I've, you know, I just want to be able to put out fun content that people want to come back to every time. And they're like, I want to see his content. I want to I want to watch it because I enjoy watching him and I enjoy having fun with him. And that's the difference between a lot of the YouTube channels out there at the moment mm. is that you'll notice a lot of them are out there to – nothing against this because everyone, everyone needs to find a way. But they, they are just doing a lot of news, posting a lot of news and trying to cover news. Um, and that's working out really well for them. But what I find with that news type stuff is that I don't tune into every video because I'm not there as much for the person. Like I am, I am obviously partly, but I'm there more for the content because I just want to know the news or something like that. Um, where the content that I create, I want people to return because they enjoy watching like anything. I want them to be there. Like, you know, if Eric did a video on some small indie game coming out, I care because like he's going to put so much effort into this video and make, put out something really good. Not I'm there because I want to learn about the indie game. Yeah. That's just an yeah. avenue to get people there in the first place. Like, yeah, you do a really good job at that because I'm the same way. You might put a video out, like looking at your videos now, say you've done one on Dragon Quest Builders 2. I'm, hmm. like, I, I'm not interested in Dragon Quest Builders 2, but, you know, I watched it and I learned about Dragon Quest 
uh, Builders 2 and I enjoyed yeah. your charisma and your, your passion you brought to it. And yeah, I think you're doing a great job at sort of I think that. that's what it comes down to, man. Yeah, it's that yeah. I just I want to put out passionate, fun content, um, and and people to enjoy that. And like, you can I I can feel like I have hard days, and I have, like I have good days and bad days. I, mm-hmm. Like that is something that I do I do want to talk about is because like this content creation gig. Um, I'll try not to go too deep, but this content creation gig, like it's I you say it like I'd like to say that it's hard work, but it's it's not, man. Like a content creation is literally like me, you know, having fun in front of a camera, which, you know, isn't all, trust me, it isn't always fun. Um, mm-hmm. Or doing a lot of editing, editing, sitting down in front of a computer. That type of stuff is, isn't, that's not hard work. I tell you what, it's hard work. It, using your brain. <laughs> yeah. it's like, to me, like, like my videos aren't about, again, not about just pushing some sort of news out to people. It's about making fun content. So it's a lot about creativity. And that is where my brain is like, oh my God, just, get some creativity thoughts, like get that stuff out there. And like, you, you probably recognize this, like with work, when, when I was working my just normal nine to five or whatever, just doing building, um, the more hours I put in, the harder I worked, the more I could get done. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, if I spent four hours and I built a brick wall, I could get two done in eight. Um, now it's like, there's no guarantee that four hours is going to be more work than eight hours to me. And that's, that's almost like, what can be the most frustrating about being a, being a content creator, and, and that's why like my days get soaked up, is because it's all about how fast my brain is working, not how fast my hands are working. Um, yeah, and yeah, and like I mean I've been over the stuff of this before, but like it's just uh, that's that's my biggest struggle at the moment. And like I know, like I can feel that the content is good quality. I can feel that people are enjoying it. It's just about staying consistent, hoping things just keep going, um, and um, hoping to find people that enjoy it. Anyway, I, I won't go too much deeper. <laughs> mm. Like it, it's it's great that like uh, now in this age of the internet, like people like yourself can uh, like leave and do their own thing on the internet with like with Patreon or AdSense or like however you decide to sort of monetize and try to make a living. I think it's great. Like um, seeing a lot of people on uh, Patreon who who can like leave their day jobs and go all right this is this is my job now we've got an audience that will back me and see, seeing you sort of go you know I want this um and I really want to put my all into it really it's I honestly find it really inspiring and I've got a lot of respect for you for doing it it's really awesome yeah like it, it really comes down to like I thank like thank you but like like thank you to the platforms that allow us mm. to do this because like you said in the past like you know my brother-in-law was a was a musician he had to he had to give up his musician job and and just go, like because he wasn't making enough of gigs that he was doing just to go be a builder and he didn't have that opportunity in the past you know yeah. he didn't have that chance where now like it is thanks to platforms like Patreon that I'm able to do this um, if I if I didn't have Patreon and even if I just had YouTube um, as as my content creation gig there's no way that like with the money that I have saved that I would be able to continue going doing this long enough that I'd start making money off YouTube because like. As I said, I make I make next to nothing at a thousand subscribers. I get fifty thousand, and 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 even then, like unless each one of my videos is doing massive, I won't even make enough to like to to, to pay for the food, you know. Mm, yeah. So like it that that Patreon service is the only reason I'm able to do this in, in the first place, which is why like when people support you on there, you are just so thankful to those people because they they they're basically saying you know I enjoy your video even if I give you a dollar, I just enjoy your content. Here's, here's your tip of a dollar. Thank you very much. Continue providing it. And that to you just means that, oh, wow, well, like, thank you. You know, most people will just watch you and go and watch the next thing. But those people there, they're, they're special. That's something special. And that's and that's why those people, you share like a connection between those people and they're, and they're special to you. Yeah. 
like you you were making videos for Nintendo everything. How do you how do you find now like being by yourself rather than say being in a team where you were sort of collaborating with uh, other people on like podcasts and articles and all that type of stuff. Mm. Okay, th- that's here's the thing with like Nintendo everything is that I was creating video content for them, but like it's not a team atmosphere as solo much, still. you know. It's still very yeah. solo, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but that's the way it is because, it's like, you know, obviously Brian and all the other guys there, you know, they had their own stuff that they had to take care of. So, like, it's not not everyone's out there babysitting each other and, and like and, and really taking care of each other. Um, because Brian's still like he's still working hard on that news, man, and he's not you know thinking about what content you're putting out mm. or anything like that. Um, and so, like, yeah, like it, as much as I enjoyed my time with them, and it was a fantastic opportunity. At the end of the day, it was just I was producing videos for them. They got put out, and and, and it felt like even if you went back and watched my videos now, you can always feel like I feel that there's not as much soul put into them. Mm. There's not as much heart. And yeah, so like the, this doing it on my own and having my own gig now, it, it, there is a difference there because I'm not I'm not thinking about what other people like. I'm not thinking about does this content suit Nintendo everything? Is are they going to care? Like if I put out something like this, you know, is this going to affect? I can't do anything that's going to affect them badly. Um, and I had instances like that. Like I did a um, a Dragon Quest Builders two video for them, in fact, um, which got got a takedown, and that looks bad for their channel, and it can affect their channel badly in the future if they get too many. Why did why did um, it get a takedown? Because it had over fifteen seconds of um, Dragon Quest two footage basically oh, in it. Okay, and so like if they, if you have a block of their mm. trailer and, and YouTube uh, YouTube system say, oh, we found that trailer, you know, it's the same as their one, and um, Granix put a strike against you and then so I, I contacted them and I'm like listen guys I'm just trying to promote your stuff and they're like we're not after any partners at the moment bugger off basically <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and so I was like cool but somehow I don't know how Brian got that put back up um, so that is definitely still out there but like, that's just one instance of like I forgot where I was going in the first place with this <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just it's, it's a lot of work and seeing, seeing people like uh, who even who leave IGN and like these huge sites and now they're able to do their own thing because of this. It's a really heartwarming to see. And like, even, even for myself, I remember I wanted to do like be a, be a host on a Nintendo uh, podcast and just being able to do that. Like, like these Mm. days, it's really, it's really cool. We certainly have like the best opportunity these days to just do stuff like that. And then, and I think that the thing about platforms these days, um, and like you even notice this with IGN now is that, it's all about the people. Mm. It's all about the people behind giving you that content. You know, it, and content is no longer just becoming a content that you view. It's becoming about the people that give you that content. And and I think IGN realized that a long time ago, a little while ago now, which is why you started seeing their podcast come out, which is why you start seeing their video content come out with them being on it and stuff like that, is because they've kind of realized that it's not just about delivering people the news. It's about the news coming from people that you care about. And, and, and that's why you tune into a podcast every week. That's why you probably, you know, you might listen to NBC every week because you recognize those people and you enjoy them giving you the news. It's not just about getting that news. Mm. Um, but yeah, great platform. Yeah, absolutely. So the hardest thing would be just like trying to trying to keep up with it all and get, yeah, get your brain absolutely. ticking along. <laughs> yeah, that that is the hardest thing. Like you know, the if I don't put out a video for two days, sometimes it doesn't mean it's because I was you know I took a day off. Mm. <laughs> sometimes that can mean because I've just struggled with a video idea and or I struggled to you know like just to give you a quick insight about everything that I have to think about. Like I have to think of, it's really important the intro to my video. 
So that is that is like heavily important. I really think about how what goes into that as well as the content that goes into the video. And then you got the thumbnail is important because no one's going to click on your video if it doesn't have a good thumbnail. Then you have the title, which is important, and you've got to think of your title. The description isn't important, but you've got to have something in there. The comments that you're applying to people, you have to actually think about what you're applying to people because people want to talk to you. That's why they're commenting a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're really good at that. Like, I, I, I have a look at the comments and see like you've liked <laughs> every single one, and yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I do. If people take the time, like maybe it's just because I'm small enough at the moment, but if people take the time to go, go down to my comment section and say something to me, I take the time to say something back to them. Man, you know, mm-hmm. they they they're supporting my channel by leaving a comment, believe it or not. Because the more comments I have, the more people who will just stick through my, my video to even just read the comments, the more people who give the thumbs up, the more people who are there in the first place. So they're supporting my content. So I'm I like I owe it to them just to say, you know, even if it's just, hey, thanks, you know, awesome, thanks for leaving a comment. Um, which is it's, I try never to be that vague about it, but yeah, like I, I try to reply to everyone and, and maybe there'll be a day when I'm just like, I have that many comments. I'm like, no way, I can I even keep up. I'll just be spending all day commenting. But um, yeah, at the moment, I, I really try to keep on top yeah. of those. One day you'll have a you'll have a video which has like 50,000 comments and you'll be like, all right, maybe not reply <laughs> to all of them. <laughs> even, going through, even going through them and liking them or like loving them or whatever it's called on YouTube, that'll take long yeah. enough, yeah. Oh, don't ask me about the likes and loves because like I'm you know I'm not that well versed in the YouTube kind of stuff at the moment anyway but like at the moment I'm just like oh I don't know do I love everything I'm, I'm, I, you know what this comment's really good I'm going to love it anyway so <laughs> most people get a love it's like on Twitter they call it like I think they call it likes but it's a love heart it's like I don't know yeah at least on Facebook yeah. you got a range of emotions you can be frustrated you can be uh, <laughs> disapproving oh it's it's, <laughs> it's all too confusing I, I don't know what to do I just heart everyone yeah at the end of the day, who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, let's end the show with uh, a couple of a couple of questions from members of the community. So, uh, first off, we have Evan Lee. He's he's actually got three questions. He he asks, "What is your favorite game series?" Okay, first of all, I want to I thank Evan because um, mm. he's actually kind of followed a lot of mine and your work, I think, since since the start. Um, and I actually did a video a long time about it, um, thanking a bunch of the people who were following me. Uh, and it, I spelled his name incorrectly. So oh. I'm, I don't know if he still remembers that, but I sure do. <laughs> one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever done. Um, so thank you, Evan. Sorry, Evan. And where was I? So game series is what he started with, our favorite game series. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been over this, I think it's got to be Paper Mario for me. Um, because of what I call the three W's, which is world, writing, and gameplay, um, because <laughs> gameplay doesn't start with a yeah. W. <laughs> um, but yeah, like to me, they're the three most important things. If a game has a good world, like that was always what got me into gaming in the first place. It's why I love RPGs. It's because I have a good world. It t- took me on a fantasy adventure. Um, next is a writing, and writing is really important because you need like, and I, like I don't want to be clear here that writing doesn't mean story to me. Writing means that like. It has good writing. It's yeah. either quirky writing, fun writing. Something, something about the writing is fun. I don't care. I don't care about the story as much. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then obviously, you need that gameplay to get you through the way and play. <laughs> yeah, the the writing in uh, the Paper Mario games is incredible. Even even the lesser liked ones, like uh, uh, was it Sticker? What's it called? Sticker. Sticker. Star, but Col- yeah. Color Splash was the, the most was the yeah. most recent one that like people didn't like. But if you went back and played through that game and listened to the writing, and listened to the writing. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of full full breaking stuff going on there um, if you read the writing um it's it's amazing like yeah. it's so funny even though it's like most of it is just toads i don't care because like that writing pulled me through that game that world pulled me through that game and that's what i talk about with world writing and wayne play um <laughs> all right uh mine's probably mine might be pokemon just uh I've, that's what got me into gaming and i just haven't haven't stopped since playing it uh yeah since initially playing it 
Which game do you feel like you've put the most hours into? Okay. Um, like, I hate this question because, like, it almost throws it into, like, do you ever have a shame game that, like, you just, it's, it's like you don't like to bring up with people that you played it? This is this is my shame game. I played a lot of WoW. Okay. A lot. Yep. Of, that's a, that's a, a lot time of work, like, sinker. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I like when I came out of when I was coming out of school and um, I, yeah, that that was just a game that I just put excessive amounts of hours into. Too many, too many hours. And so like um, yeah, that's definitely where the most total hours went into. Yeah. Mm. The one that comes to mind for me is probably Smash Bros. Brawl, just because that's the one that actually keeps a log of the amount of time you've played. I think it was like hmm. on on my console, it was about four hundred hours. Oh, okay. So if it's four hundred hours, you're most in a, in a single game. True. I don't know. Like like as I said, I don't know because I've played. Um, I suppose not many games actually track your hours. Yeah, say like say a Pokemon game, which I've played again and again and again. It's just like it resets the clock every time, so I don't really know. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, probably Smash. And his last question is, uh, which single player game? Uh, have you completed start to finish the ima- most amount of times? I, I love these these questions because they're all they're all actually different answers for me. Like, there's a chance these could have been the same, some of them. But like for me, it's definitely uh, Tales of Symphonia. Mm. When I was when I was growing up, I that was the first game that I purchased with my own money. And like we're talking in the GameCube era, like I was renting most of my games at this stage. So I didn't own that many games, and so like even RPGs, I'd pick up and play for a week, and then they had to go back before I could try rent them again and play them for another week. Um, but Tales of Symphonia is like since it was the first game that I owned with my own money, I just played it and I played it through and I played it through again. And like you're talking about like a really long RPG here, I just played it through so many times. And like um, I we, I didn't have the internet back then, so like I wasn't even find I was finding all these secrets every new playthrough on my own. And like it was one of those one of the first games that I played that really had the a really good initiative to say continue playing the game over and over again because you got this basically reward system that said every time you completed it you got a certain amount of points and you could spend on upgrades for the next playthrough so you could have like you know double damage or like 10 times damage or double the gold and then all these different things that like you could actually do through multiple playthroughs and so like yeah that that sunk my time into that Hmm. what about you uh mine would be yeah i actually do have the same answer uh Pokemon Ruby Sapphire and Emerald. Um, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I played through those. I, I can't even count the amount of times I played through like each one at least ten times. Like, <laughs> but so they your first Pokemon games? That, yeah, that, they that, were my first Pokemon yeah. games. Yeah, so um, when I had my Game Boy Advance, it's probably like that's probably all I had apart from like the other Pokemon games and maybe like I had Mario World, I had a Digimon game. Like I didn't have like a whole heap of games, so I just kept on playing through them and them and. Yeah, are we talking moment. about like you 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 capture all the Pokemans or like you? Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> not every time. I did once, and I really regret restarting that save file. I really don't know why. Like you caught them all once and restarted. Yeah, yeah. Ashamed, Drew. Ashamed. Yeah, because <laughs> on, in Pokemon Emerald, you uh, had to complete the Pokedex to get a uh, a Johto starter from Professor Birch. So yeah. I did that, and yeah, just restarted. Start again. Woo. Do you ever get into competitive, like actually full-on competitive Pokemon, or have you always just been more of a casual, I do love this I've game? always wanted to. In Pokemon Heart Gold, Soul Silver, I did. Um, then Black and White came out, and that sort of come and went rather quickly. But then, like the 3DS games, they've been sort of lackluster. There haven't, hasn't really been enough there to sort of... Capture you. Yeah, so I'm hoping like... <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. I'm really hoping <laughs> these uh, Pokemon games this year that come out on the Switch are like really feature packed and i'll get into it then hopefully okay because like because i can't play a pokemon game now without like making sure i've got the right nature it's kind of ruined it a little bit 
Because, mm. like, say, say I get it, I get my starter, and I've got my Swampert, which is a physical attacker, and it's got a modest nature, which puts down its physical attack. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. all right, no, nah, can't do this. <laughs> Pokemon this year. I'm sure you've already talked about it. But Pokemon this year. What what is your expectation for it? What do you think it's going to be? Um, I've I've got no idea to be honest, but I hope it is like a step up. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the same here. Yeah. I don't just want like oh it's the 3ds game looking really nice like Let, Let's Go was pretty much the 3ds games looking really nice. I don't I don't want Let's Go 2.0. That's no. no. I don't think you'll get that either. Yeah. Um, and uh, next question is from Jamie Penning. He asks, if you lost everything in a house fire and you had to uh, rebuild your Nintendo collection, <laughs> which Nintendo console slash handheld do you get first? And what would be your first game? Oh, so if I had to rebuild a collection, mm-hmm. well, this, is, this is tough. Like if, um, you see, my collection, I, 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 as I said, I only purchased my first game in, in the GameCube era. And so like, I didn't even own that many games in the GameCube. Like and yet, then after that generation, as soon as we got to the Wii and like uh, the DS, and even like my, I have a big PS3 collection. As soon as we got to them, that's when I started, you know, just owning and collecting all my games physically. So mm. um, it's a bit of a shame that I don't really have like any of the N64 or any of the game, much of the GameCube or any of the SNES. Um, but if I had to rebuild a collection out of what I already had. I'd start with the Switch. <laughs> I have a lot of Switch games, and that's that's what I want. But like, I'm, there's so many of these great Switch games here that I'd, I'd love to collect again. And, that's the uh, most expensive one I'd, to collect right now, too. <laughs> yeah, that's the most ridiculous ridiculous one to collect. Like, that would be the worst place to start. The Wii U would probably be a pretty good place to start. A lot of those games are getting discounted at the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'd be that. if I could start with a new collection, as far as like building up some new games, um, I'd go back to the GameCube and start start there because that is like that's. It's where, like, I really grew into a gamer. So, like, there's a lot of games on that that I'll just be like, let's get all the Mario parties, let's line them all up in a row and get all my ducks in there. Um, and a lot of the GameCube games. Yep. I'd probably I'd probably go the DS because the DS and the 3DS is, like, the the, uh, the console and the game library that I actually collect. Um, mm-hmm. on, the, on the Switch now, I'm pretty much all digital because it's it's more convenient for where, where I live. and all So of much more convenient. Because, yeah. um, like, I, I love... I love just being able to take it with me. I've got Smash, Mario Kart, Splatoon, yeah, like literally everything on it. I don't because like I started not taking my 3ds around with me because I had to like, all right, what do I want? Then I get my cards out, put them in my case. Like, oh, do I want to play Animal Crossing and Pokemon on this trip? Yeah, I guess oh, a bit of Smash. Yeah, put that in. I was I was sick of that by that point, so I've just gone all digital. But yeah, um, DS and 3ds. That's where I'd go because I love collecting for those. I love the little, I love the little cases and the artwork on them. And to touch, like, I just want to really touch on the the, the, the uh, physical versus um, digital argument here. Yeah. Um, just just to say, like my collect my collection, I love collecting physical Switch games. I have like so many physical Switch games because I love collecting them. But it really is the bane of my existence. <laughs> I mean, to swap out the cards for everything. Like I wish I could be all digital, but um, I love displaying my games. And so, like, I do too. Honestly, yeah. the perfect. The perfect world for me would be where we got physical games and we're able to download them digitally as yep. well. So I could just have more on my thing. Like I, Honestly, it's not it's not even the cart that matters to me. The physical putting it in the cart or owning the cart physically. It's just the case and the artwork, no, I, really. That's what yeah, matters to it's me. Really, it, I know. Like it really, it's really about displaying it, the case and the artwork. And I know people are different. I know people, a lot of people would like collect physical because they're like, you know, well, I actually have a collection. If I want to sell this, I can. Um, if I, you know, in the future, if, if, it's the, uh, if the thing goes kaput, the store goes kaput, you can still get it. Um, and like, yeah, there's a lot of people who do that, but that's not what it's about for me as far as having a physical collection. To me, it's it's just a displaying who I am. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I just had to go, all right, I'm going to let it go. 
I'm not going to worry about it. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. I'm totally in context here. We're not just singing Let, let It Go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've, been pl- you've been playing it, have you? I, it, I wish. No. I, like, I, this Kingdom Hearts series scares the crud out of me. I tell you what. Mm. I was in... Um, I was uh, I was shopping the other day and I was thinking, should I put? Should I go and buy Kingdom Hearts three? So I put on I put on Twitter and I'm like, should I get it? And I know full well that the story's just like ridiculous and I'm never going to understand it. But I'm like, should I, should I just should I just play as Goofy and be able to bash things up? But then I, I decided mm. not to because my backlog's just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about talk about yeah. our backlogs. No. <laughs> Uh, Metadox asks, what dormant Nintendo franchises would you like to make a return on the Switch? Dormant Nintendo franchises? Ooh. This is a good question. You go first with this one. I'm going to have to think about it. Uh, I'm not sure that it's super dormant, especially not that uh, this game came out not long ago, but uh, Kid Icarus Uprising. Um, really love that. I'd love to see like a, a sequel to Kid Icarus Uprising come to the Switch. Um, that game was hindered by its controls with the, the touchscreen aiming. But I think like a really beautiful looking sort of on rail shooter in the Kid Icarus world again would be awesome. I actually loved the writing in that game. That was a game which I really enjoyed. Uh, just the writing and the, the voice acting and yeah, all that. You're gonna, you, are you going to have to keep stalling, man? I'm, gonna, <laughs> I, I'm so struggling here. Dormant Nintendo franchise. Um, can we go with... Go whatever you want, man. Whatever you want. Oh. Okay, like I, you know, it's not Nintendo anymore, but I, like I want to go with Banjo Kazooie. Oh yes, because like, yep. yeah, I'd like I'd like to see that come back. I th- I think if if they could somehow get the right statue, playing up with that again and and get some of that, you know, Banjo Kazooie just had so much creativity in its level design and, and and in its music and and things like that. I'd like to see a a really good Banjo Kazooie game come mm. back. Even even if and even I, if Microsoft like reboot that just like for obviously an Xbox exclusive, I think that would be great to see it come back anyway. Yeah, yeah. like like bring you know. Platformers are good, man. They've come a long way, and then like they've collectathons are great. Um, obviously, they died off for a little while, and they're they're coming back now. So, like, make a really good one of them. I think would be great. Mm. And the uh, last question comes from uh, Drew Agnew. Uh, <laughs> Heard of this dude? Yeah, no, no, he's he's a, he's a silly little man. Uh, what game are you looking forward to most in 2019? Game I'm looking forward to to the most. Uh, let's see. What have we got? We got Pokemon coming up. We've got um, Metroid Prime's obviously not coming up anymore. Animal, Animal um, Crossing, but, Luigi's Mansion Three, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock, seal it in at Luigi's Mansion. That's definitely my biggest one there. I, I love the old Luigi's Mansion games, um, game and games, I guess. Um, but yeah, like Animal Crossing, I've never really dived that deep into, so like I can't just sit here and say, oh, I'm totally looking forward to Animal Crossing when I'm like. I'm looking forward to it, but like I don't really know 100% what to expect out of it because I've never really put more than an hour into mm. one. Um, and then, you set up your house. like Pokemon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and then, and then Pokemon. Like I've always, I've always loved Pokemon, but I never like get that hyped about them. Like ever since I don't know Pokemon Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Ever since then, like I've always enjoyed Pokemon. It's like a series that just comes around, but it's, it's almost come like I don't, it sounds wrong, but it's come like just an expectation that I'm going to get a good Pokemon game every year now. It's, it's not. It's not as exciting and whimsical as it used to be when like it was completely new and, and you didn't know what to expect. Mm, yeah, true. Mm. Uh, honorable mention for me goes to Animal Crossing. I'm really looking forward to Animal Crossing. Uh, I loved the DS one, uh, Wild World. Uh, new Leaf, I I didn't put as much time into it, but I still put a fair bit amount of time into it. And I was actually considering going back to it uh, this week and playing it, but I'm like, no, just save it for the Switch version. It is coming out this year, so 
don't burn out on Animal Crossing just yet because you have to start your village <laughs> again and you'll be sad. And you have to say goodbye yeah, to all your friends. Honorable <laughs> <laughs> mention for me goes to um, Mario Maker. That's definitely coming. Not up definitely. This year. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, and yeah, my most anticipated, it's probably, it's probably pretty obvious after some of my other answers, but looking forward to a new Pokemon game this year. Proper RPG. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully, it is a step up. Um, there's there's a, there's a Photoshop image going around of like uh, Breath of the Wild with like Pokemon stuff all around it, and it look. Oh I'm man, like, don't give me stuff. I'm like, wow, that, that looks awesome. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that will happen, but um, you can see like a uh, from town uh, Game Freak's new RPG also coming out this year, which which mm. looks really cool. Um, that game, while I don't know the scope of it, uh, like the the art style and the graphics look pretty impressive. I think just putting Pokemon into that template with a bit more of a behind the uh, camera um, sort of view yeah. would be really cool. And you're seeing in Yokai Watch Four coming out on Switch in Japan this year as well. That looks that looks incredible as well. So that does actually look like a big a big step up there. Um, speaking of town, that that game actually looks quite quite good itself. Like I did a bit of a deeper dive into mm. that, and like I'm actually kind of impressed what's going going on there. It looks really interesting. The combat looks really interesting. Um, I don't, I hope it's a big enough game, but considering they're taking this long on it, um. You know, I could see it being a fairly decent game. Yeah, I'm really keen for it because you know one of my favorite studios is branching out to an RPG. They've done like uh, they've done platformers and puzzle games and different things, but they haven't really done another RPG necessarily before. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Is that like they they always go, go you know they, they do the Tembo games and the or game. Uh, what do I say games? <laughs> um, and like they do Harmonite and all these yeah. other little platformers and things like that. Um, and they're always really good games. And so like why wouldn't they make a really good RPG when they've been making RPGs for like the longest time except now they they've it's almost like they can make an RPG and break free of the Pokemon chains and do what Absolutely. they want, you know. I love how it's like based around like of like the same town as well. Hopefully hopefully it, it kind of what I'm hoping for is like a Majora's Mask situation where it's like you know Clock Town, but um, like every every everyone's got a purpose. Everyone's just moving about their daily life. Hopefully, if they can zoom on an area that small, that it's going to have like a lot of personality in it. That's that's what I'm hoping mm. here, man. I'm I'm totally with you there. That like this because it's you know you don't need to have a big like if Majora's Mask is town taught us anything. It, no pun intended there, but <laughs> uh, yeah, if it, if it taught us anything is that. You don't need a big area to make it dense. Um, like it's more about the the density of what's actually mm-hmm. in there that rather than just having you know oh well I expect my RPG to be as big as Breath of the Wild but like if it has no, no content to it then what's the point? Mm. I'm not saying Breath of the Wild had no content that had heaps, but <laughs> yeah. some people make the argument that Breath of the Wild doesn't have anything to do in the overworld, and I sort of just shake my head and go, okay, yep. <laughs> I like I I I just shake my head and say that you're obvious like the people who who uh, think that way obviously aren't into like maybe the same type of gamer as me who aren't into like finding everything. Yeah. I'm the gamer that's that that's just like to me maybe it's just the old school part of me is like 100 percent a game find everything do everything mm-hmm. because then when I'm in the overworld of Breath of the Wild I'm like I've got to find got to find those Korok seeds where's the next one and like so whenever I'm walking around. I never bored because I'm always looking for the next thing or always finding something and there's always something on the horizon. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's there's a few things in Breath of the Wild where I'm like I miss from previous Zelda games like that like the sort of like really tight knit dungeons and like things like that. But mm. just being in the overworld and being like, all right, I'll go that way and like the sense of discovery, I've never had that in another game where it was so so intense. Like I just did not want to stop exploring. Yeah, like it, it truly, it, it gave me the same feeling, which makes sense because um, one of the softs had us handed this, yep. but it gave, gave me the same feeling as, as a Xenoblade mm. games. When I dive into one of those worlds, 
I love exploring them and just finding all the unique stuff around that world. Mm. And just like, and just see, seeing the world is interesting in itself. And I had that same feeling when it's brought Breath of the Wild, just seeing like the desert, seeing the ice places, seeing like going down to the canyons. So everything was interesting yeah. to me. Actually, just, bef- just before we finish up, I've got a question for you. I want to get into the Xenoblade Chronicles series. Do I need to play number one first? Is my first question. And I've mm-hmm. got the first game on 3DS. Should I play it there? You've got the first game on 3DS. Yeah. Okay. Um,. I haven't I haven't got it on 3ds, but I've heard that it doesn't run that well. Mm. Um, so uh, that's something you're going to have to look into to find out whether like it's worth playing on that. I heard I just heard it's a lot better on the uh, on the on the Wii as far as how well it runs. Yep. So, um, but if I was going to say like what should you play first, uh, <laughs> this might be blasphemy. Play the second game. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, are, are, sorry, it's, are the stories linked together? No, okay. no, not, not like in the way that you're. Uh, very, like there may be loose connections between them and near the end and stuff like that, but you're not going to care. Um, just play the second game. You're going to get its own story, its own thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's not linked in the same, like as tightly as something like Torna, um, the DLC one and, and the, um, and, and two, because like they're much more closely linked. These are much more like, Oh, you know, maybe in final fantasy one to two or like, you know, or 13 to 15 or whatever. Um, they're linked in that type of way. where like maybe the same type of world to them, but you will like, it's, like if it's hard because like if I ever tell people, obviously I have a lot of nostalgia for like an old SNES game and something like that. But most of the time, if I'm going to tell someone to get into Zelda, I'm like, Zelda probably isn't the best example here. There's other heaps of better examples, but like to get into the latest game, play one of the latest series. Yeah. There are a lot that like the games have been improved a long way since then. And although my nostalgia may tell you that this game is better, at the end of the day, like the graphics of the new one. It's just gonna be a lot more easy on the eyes. You go back and play that Wii one now, and, and I'm telling well, you, the 3DS one's even it's beautiful uh, to me, even more dumbed yeah, down. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you go back and play that now, and like you, you notice the the I don't know the diamond faces, and then <laughs> and like nothing's that sharp. Like, and I find it beautiful because I enjoyed it back then. But like, as far as a new entry to the series to to get someone interested, just play the new one, man. You're not missing out on anything, and, and it's a fantastic game. Right. And then like maybe think about going back and playing X because that game is the best. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do that then. I'll, like, I think I was going to play Chronicles Two before, just because it's yeah, the better looking game, and it's on the Switch as well. But yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you yeah, for your knowledge, it. sir. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to the end of the show. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Happy to to be here. It's always a lo- so lovely to be on. And um, yeah, hope I can do this more often. <laughs> yeah, no, you're more than welcome to jump on whenever you like, dude. Honestly. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, awesome being able to talk to you. Um, yeah, because last time we talked was PAX, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, in, as as far as, like, podcast to podcast persons, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 80. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and other podcast services. If you'd like to help out the show, leave a review or share with your friends. It all helps out. Uh, you can find me at iDruby, and you can find the House of Mario at the House of Mario on Twitter, and of course my co-host that isn't here at the moment. You can find him at IV Revan to check out his baby photo. Um, <laughs> we are part of the AB Collective, ten podcasts, or ten podcasts, and twenty-two podcasters coming together to put some cool podcast audio content in your ears. Go and check them out at eightbit.net. And Eric, this is your chance to plug away, my friend. Uh, okay, so if you want to follow me, just you'll find me on YouTube. Nintendo by Numbers is is the name. You'll also find me on Twitter by Nintendo Numbers. You'll find me basically everywhere for something to do with Nintendo Numbers. Um, definitely, just give me a follow. If 
if you enjoy like just fun YouTube content, that's what I'm all about. So like, come along, talk to me, have fun. Um, I, as I said, I have a Patreon. I don't push people towards it. So like, if you if you want to jump on there, jump on there. If you're just happy to give me a view, honestly, that just means the world to me. The fact that I got another view and um, and you enjoyed my content, so just do that. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of the, all that I need to plug. Absolutely, <laughs> I can't recommend Eric's channel enough, guys. Daily Nintendo content. Go over there, check it out. Um, yeah, check out his Patreon. Check out his tiers. He's got lots of cool stuff there. So check that out. Help him achieve his dreams and uh, <laughs> make this his job. Yeah, like just to touch on it, the Patreon for me is basically just anyone who wants to see an inside bit of like what it's like to go from zero to to, 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 to hero. try and make a career out of this. To hero, <laughs> I, 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 I so wanted to say I'm like that. No, don't do it, Eric. Don't say hero. You, you're you're lame enough. You don't need to say. So hero. on the scale to zero to hero, where are you at the moment? Uh, I am somewhere like it. I don't know. I'm, I'm I've only just defeated the level one slime. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I'm still I'm still just struggling along, but like things are just going so well, and I'm like yeah, I'm 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 so excited for the future. To tell you the truth, just because like I didn't expect this great to start. And, and so I'm thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I was, yeah. <laughs> the first, I think like, the first couple of weeks, I was like literally just like refreshing your page. Oh, where is he at the moment? Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I had like, honestly, it, it's so it's, it's so hard because at the first couple of videos that I put out, um, I had one of them do really well, like really well. <laughs> and like, mm. and, like there was a point where I was like gaining 80 subscribers a day. 80, man? Yeah. Like when you have less than a, less than a thousand, I was just like, wow, this is so great. I'm doing so well. And then when you drop back down to like about 10 a day, all of a sudden you feel like a failure. Like you feel like you've, you've failed, man. You're not, you're doing something wrong. What are you doing wrong? And that's how I feel. And that's like, that's, I, so I have to get myself out of that mindset because it's like, well, you're getting 10 a day at the moment. That's, you know, you're doing well, man. Just keep it up. Yeah, but 10 like, a day is still fantastic. When you're doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when you were doing so well, it 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 crushes you, man, and it, like it like it takes every part of me to pull myself out of that and say, no, you're crushing it. Just keep mm. doing what you're doing. It just 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 yeah. for context, uh, that's his Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition view mm. uh, video, sorry, which is at 30k views at the moment, which is <laughs> crazy, incredible. Crazy for like, yeah, like for for where I'm at, like to have a channel with this size getting a, getting views like that is um is fantastic. You know? mm. So yeah, thankful. Yeah. And uh, this week's Nintendo Jukebox is by Alex Mott. It is a, a, a cover of Super Mario Odyssey Break Free uh, song that uh, happens at the end of Super Mario Odyssey. Um, it's not really much of a spoiler since you're not seeing any footage, but this is the song that happens in the last segment of Mario Odyssey. So do keep that in mind if that really matters to you if you're playing through Mario Odyssey at the moment. Anyway, guys, we'll see you next week and thank you very much for listening. Catch you later. Goodbye.
the blind.